Now, what I'd like to do right now is to welcome Marjorie Cohn, Professor Emerita at Thomas Jefferson School of Law, where she taught for a, a few decades, former president of the National Lawyers Guild, criminal defense attorney, legal scholar, political analyst, who is a very, very prolific uh, writer. You can see her columns in, in Truth Out, Huffington Post, uh, Truth Dig, and and others. She's also been uh, doing analysis on television. So Marjorie, welcome back. And, and what you're going to do for us is to just break down what the heck just happened in terms of women's reproductive rights in, in Texas. The Supreme Court seemed to let it go. The, the whole whistleblower site. Just give us your analysis about all of this what, and, and what it really means in the larger picture. Okay, Margaret. Well, um, Trump's installation of three radical right-wing justices who want to overturn Roe v. Wade is paying off, um, because in a five-to-four vote, with actually Roberts joining the three liberals, uh, but the five radical right-wingers voted to allow Texas's new law, the so-called Heartbeat Act, to go into effect even though they haven't had the benefit of lower courts to weigh in, they haven't had briefing, they haven't had oral arguments, they just allowed this to happen. And this law, it's called SB8, bans all abortions after physicians detect or should have detected cardiac activity. That generally occurs at six weeks of pregnancy when most women don't even know they're pregnant. And what this does is to given very strong indication that next term, which begins in October, the Supreme Court is poised to overturn Roe v. Wade. There's a Mississippi case that asks them to do just that, and the Mississippi law uh, bans abortion after 15 weeks, and uh, that would open the floodgates to other states criminalizing abortion. What this does, this law, is to deputize private people in Texas to act as vigilantes to sue abortion providers and those who aid and abet them. Um, aider and abetter is, could be anybody. It could be a doctor, nurse, friends, spouses, parents, um, domestic violence counselors, clergy members, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers. They don't even have to know that they're aiding and abetting a woman in getting an abortion. The Uber driver just has to know that he is dropping a woman off at a, a place. And if these defendants who are sued under this law win, I'm sorry, if the plaintiffs win, the defendants have to pay a $10,000 bounty plus attorney's fees. So basically what Texas is doing is bribing its residents to sue people who get abortions. Um, and um, the, uh, <clears throat> the, the Sotomayor, in her dissent, um, said the court's order is stunning. A majority of justices have opted to bury their heads in the sand. Um, and another byproduct of this law, a horrific byproduct, is that it's not going to prevent abortion. It's going to prevent safe abortions. Women are going to continue to get abortions. And by the way, there's no exception in this Texas law for rape or incest. Um, but rich women who can afford to fly to California to get an abortion will have safe abortions. 
but poor women who cannot will be relegated to the pro the pre Roe versus Wade days, the back alley coat hanger abortions. Now, um, on Friday, um, an Austin judge, a judge in Austin, Texas, issued a temporary restraining order in favor of Planned Parenthood and against the Texas right to life, so-called, um, and, uh, and, and set September 13th for a hearing on a preliminary injunction. That means that no, uh, no one, Texas right to life cannot sue Planned Parenthood under this new SB 8. Um, also, um, right to life, this this uh, Texas right to life, and, and I say right to life advisedly because these people are opposed to um, to taking the life of a fetus, but once the baby's born, uh, they are not right to life. They're not right to life in terms of health care, in terms of um, education, etc. And they don't really care about the life of the woman because, say, a 13-year-old is raped um, and uh, and is forced to have an abortion, that could be life-threatening. Um, and also, this uh, so-called Texas Right to Life group had to close their website after their GoDaddy host said that it violated the terms of service, collecting information on someone without consent. Now, uh, um, Biden has come out with a very strong statement opposed to SB 8, and Merrick Garland, the attorney general, um, who ironically would be on the Supreme Court in this case may well have gone the other way uh, if he had uh, been taken his seat as Obama appointed him, uh, which Mitch McConnell prevented, of course. Uh, but he has uh, indicated that there are a couple of federal statutes. Well, he hasn't, but other people have suggested that the Department of Justice bring a lawsuit under um, federal civil rights laws, Section 242, which makes it a crime for anybody under color of law, that means anybody on, on the basis of the government, on behalf of the government, to deprive individuals of constitutional rights. And Roe v. Wade is a constitutional decision. <clears throat> the right to abortion is a constitutional right. And then Section 241 um, makes it a serious crime for two or more persons to deprive someone of their constitutional rights. There's also, and this is something that Garland has mentioned, the FACE Act, Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, which prohibits the use or threat of force and physical instruction, obstruction that injures, intimidates, or interferes with someone trying to um, get reproductive services. So a clinic that does abortions, uh, if they're under attack, that would be a violation of the FACE Act. So there are, there is some pushback, but this is a very ominous signal, Margaret, going forward that uh, the Supreme Court is poised to upend uh, decades of the of Roe v. Wade, and this is exactly what Trump intended and what the right wingers uh, have intended. But uh, the, it's going to end up um, hurting women and uh, jeopardizing their lives, and of course. Um, denial of the constitutional right to have control over your own body. 
Right, and here you see uh, Marjorie in, in the U.S. taking that backward step, of course, for our younger uh, audience uh, members in 1973, the landmark Roe versus Wade decision of the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the U.S. Constitution protects a pregnant woman's freedom to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restriction. And, and Marjorie, just very quickly, we see in neighboring Mexico, the country's Supreme Court there unanimously voted to decriminalize abortion on Tuesday, September the 7th. So that could be another place. I mean, uh, again, it's going to be a, a rich, poor divide because, as you say, women who could travel to California or perhaps to Mexico um, for their right to choose, but an impoverished woman not in that same position. I mean, you saw even in Louisiana and Ida, you had impoverished people who couldn't even, didn't even have the resources to evacuate. So, uh, just a quick uh, final thought uh, from you and also uh, Marjorie Cohn, where can we look to see some of your latest writing? Yes, well, I, I also want to indicate that about 85 to 90 percent of women in Texas who have abortions are at least six weeks into their pregnancy, which means that this law will prohibit nearly all abortions in Texas. Yeah. And uh, my, my uh, articles, et cetera, are collected at MarjorieCohn.com and also uh, TruthOut.org. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you back as your schedule allows. We appreciate you. Thank you for breaking this down for us. All right. Thank you so much, Margaret.